0: What's up, my friends, you're listening to Connect U Waterloo, podcast dedicated to conversations with the most passionate people in the U Waterloo community. I'm Molly Lu, your campus connector. Through sharing, we can make our ideas go further. So hi, everyone. Um, This is Connect, Campus Connect, and today we have Jason Omri, who is the organizer of 2Hacks.
1: Hello. How
0: are you doing, Jason? I'm good. good. How are you? Doing all right as well. Wendy? Is she? Got it. Nice. Cool. We are all on board. So uh, based on the recent 2Hacks, we are honestly very interested in what motivated you to join the planning committee and um and plan this amazing hackathon for for people around the world since it was virtual and anybody could join right
1: yeah absolutely um i attended a few to events in the past uh that's a smaller hackathon um about uh, just over a year ago Um, As well as TOHacks 2019, I was a participant and my team was one of the uh, winning teams and I really enjoyed the work they were doing. I found, I had a ton of fun at the hackathon. Uh, So to me, it just made a lot of sense to get involved when they sent out their exec applications and I'm super happy I did. All
2: right,
0: that's wonderful. You already started recording long. So could you comment on some of the highlights about TOHacks? and
1: yeah um, yeah I, I did yeah mm-hmm. uh, from our side I think some of the highlights um, we were really impressed by the number of participants we had we had a ton of submissions which was amazing um, I believe we judged uh, somewhere like 160 170 submissions which was outstanding uh, we also had a lot of engagement. We had some really awesome workshops. Uh, people come in from Google, from Capital One, uh, from Distributed Compute Labs, doing all kinds of different stuff to teach us how to use their technologies. Uh, and I think the participants really enjoyed that, but we also had uh, some lightning talks as well. So we had some uh, participants, some previous uh, exec members come and chat with us about the things they've been involved with and the things they've done. And I think that was one of the funnest things for the participants, because they got a chance to uh, hear from people like them, doing really interesting things.
2: Right. Um so out nice. of the 127 submissions or 117 submissions, do you do you think there's any projects that stand out, that you think are just great? Do you mind like sharing with us some of the projects?
1: Yeah, um, I was more focused on organizing, so I didn't get a chance to look through all the projects on the day of, unfortunately. Um, But I was amazed by like all the cool solutions we had for the problems we're facing. A lot of people tackled um, problems related to COVID-19 and came up with really interesting solutions. I especially like the ones that are forward-looking in a sense. Ones that kind of help us build tools that are going to be important for the challenges we're going to face in the future. Um, That was really interesting and I know there was um, Quarantine Companion was one of the Winning teams. I took a look at their project, and that was uh, really interesting. How they uh, kind of helped tackle some of the mental health and loneliness aspects of um, of the kind of quarantine situation we're in now. Because uh, I know that's something that a lot of us are facing, and something that the TOAX team and our judges related to very strongly. Um, and then there were also projects that just had really cool technologies. Um, Node SQL, for example, I believe helped. Uh, Bring a database onto blockchain, if I uh, remember correctly, and that was something a really cool application of technology that impressed me very much, as well as our judges.
2: That's mm. very good to hear. Mm-hmm. Mental health issue is definitely one of the things that I don't, I don't know if people just choose to overlook it because not a lot of them are focusing that much on, you know, mental health and also the loneliness, that kind of aspect. They're more saying, okay, you just have to stay home and that is it
1: yeah yeah yeah. i think um it's Mm -hmm. been a big change for everyone uh i know myself especially from being able to go outside and be active in the community uh all kinds of things i like to get involved with see all my friends and everything to basically being told like you have to avoid all of that as much as possible um that can have a big impact on people for sure and that's something that's often overlooked Mm -hmm. for sure okay
0: let's take a step back uh, Jason, what major are you in, um, in University of Waterloo?
1: Yeah, so I just finished my uh, first year in Computer Science and Business Administration double degree, so I do uh, CS at Waterloo and BBA down the street at Laurier.
0: Nice. Um, any Okay, since it's first year, probably co-op. It's just something that we are worried about, you know, for the future. Um, any co-op direction you would like to go in or you would see yourself? in the future years?
1: Yeah, so I kind of chose that program of computer science and business because I'm super passionate about both of those things, Uh, so I'm always keeping my eye out for co-ops and careers that allow me to pursue both of those. Um, My first co-op, I'm lucky to have one given everything. I'm starting in technology consulting, for example, which is a great way to leverage my technology skills and bring uh, business solutions into the market. Um, but there's also other fields, things like cybersecurity, for example, um, that also require a good amount of business side, uh, skills and a lot of technical skills as well. And that's kind of the direction I'm hoping to go.
2: Mm. I see. That's very cool. So, um, are you in co-op right now? Is this your co-op work term?
1: Yeah, I'm starting co-op on Monday. Wow.
2: That's cool. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, it's my first co-op and to some extent I don't really know what to expect but I'm definitely very excited to get started. Um,
2: Do you mind sharing with us like what you will be doing um, during the job description?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm a technology consulting intern um, so I'll be focusing uh, as it's my first co-op mostly on a QA kind of side of things. working with the uh, solutions we're building so other engineers and software developers uh, are working on business solutions and my role is kind of um, engaging with the business side of things and making sure those solutions are really effectively meeting our clients needs Um, and obviously i have a bit of flexibility in that role and it kind of depends what kind of projects our team is working on um, and where i can be of the most help Uh, so that's one of the reasons i'm actually really eager to get started and get a better sense of where I'll fall into all the projects that are already going.
0: All right, thanks. I'm glad for you as well, because normally um, everybody's stressed about like job loss, but like indeed you guys are able to um, embrace this and um, challenge of time and still um, embrace this new opportunity. So I was wondering if you can comment on uh, what kind of skill sets do you see um, that get your, uh, get yourself into this COP. Um, co-op position? Is there some knowledge about coding that helped you? Or uh, what kind of skill sets do you see it's valuable in terms of job seeking?
1: Yeah, um, I think I'll echo a lot of the things that are said uh, very often. Um, I don't think anything I have to say is uh, something that's like marvelous or new, but um, obviously it depends what direction, what kind of career you're going for. Um, If you want a technical career, you have to demonstrate some amount of technical skills. Um, But as a co-op student, I know that they expect that you're not, you haven't graduated, you haven't finished your program, you don't know everything there is to know about everything. So they understand um, that while you have some technical skills, you have passion and motivation, which are two big things to be able to show, um, and that a lot of people don't convey easily in an interview. Showing that passion and motivation and a huge willingness to learn, um, that can really get someone excited about you. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also about knowing that an is kind of both ways. Um, you're interviewing with a company, uh, you're also interviewing them in a sense. You wanna see if they're a good fit for you and understand what they're looking for. There's definitely been co-op positions I've applied to where the job description looked interesting, but when I got to the interview, the interview didn't feel like the same kind of job. and might not have been the kind of place I wanted to work or the kind of role that interested me and really challenged me. Um, so I guess bringing a lot of passion, motivation and a willingness to learn um, that can kind of help you stand out and obviously some amount of technical skills is always important if you're going for a technical role. Mm.
2: Yeah, so you uh, mentioned about technical skills and also soft skills. Do you mind like sharing with us some of the projects you did in the past or any ongoing projects that you uh, find like that's really interesting? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been programming basically since elementary school, in a sense. Um, I know that's a lot more experience than a lot of people have, so I'm not saying you should be doing that, and if you're not doing that, you're in a bad place. I'm not saying that at all. Um, But I started with Arduinos, with microcontrollers, uh, building little circuits, uh, things to play around with, and I got interested because I can write code, uh, connect some wires, and see a result really quickly, and see a really cool result, and whatever I want. Um, So in a sense, that kind of motivated me that the sky's the limit and I I can build whatever I want to build. So when you kind of get that kind of resources in your hand, it's like a toddler with Legos, like they just go crazy. Um, So that kind of motivated me to build more and more projects I've built, um, all kinds of small things, uh, little clocks, wireless controllers, LED strip kind of things, lots of hardware projects like that. Um, I was working just the other day, I built a 3D printer from a kit, so I'm working on some upgrades to that. Um, So I think I'm adding an LED strip and a fan controller now to help quiet it down and light it up a bit more. Um, And along the way, that built a lot of software skills that I've turned into a lot of cool projects. Um, A lot of those are on my website as well, Um, but all kinds of things from little like access point trackers for cybersecurity, things like uh, small websites or... Python scripts to do physics, math, that kind of thing, um, as well as I built for two Hacks a Discord bot recently. So we had a wow. little Discord bot that would go on, engage with the participants a little bit, as well as collect a lot of statistics from for us for the back end so we can see what our engagement looked like, what our most popular activities were when people were online, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of the tools I build are very purpose-built for what's going on in my life and what I think I can see value in. That Discord bot's an excellent example. Um, but because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time, there's been a lot of things I built.
0: Nice. Wow, okay, so that was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially when you see like the code that you build can turn into something that's useful and practical. Yeah, it is truly um, amazing. Yeah. Um, and also, I was wondering, uh, what would you say is the major obstacle you encountered during this you know long journey of learning to code and building projects? Uh, and how
1: Sorry, your voice just cut out there for a bit. Do you mind uh, repeating the last okay. bit of that question?
0: Sorry. So um, so what would you say is the obstacle in your journey? Of learning to code as well as building projects and do you have any strategies to help you overcome them
1: yeah um it's hard to pinpoint there's not been one huge challenge i'm always facing Um, i think more recently it's about finding the time to do things i like to do um that's one of the things for example in to hacks um, as participant experience director i got to do a lot of cool stuff Um, But going forward in the organization, I want to move towards a more uh, technical facing role so I get more opportunities even within the uh, things I'm already working on, the organizations I'm already involved with, uh, to find the time to do things I enjoy. Um, So for me, that's one of the challenges I'm looking at now. Um, I'd say at least getting started a couple years ago, it was obviously there's a huge learning curve and a big challenge to get started that way. Um, I think every year that gets easier and easier and more and more resources go online. Um, when I was starting things like Code Academy, um, they maybe existed, but not in the great shape that they are now and not as amazing as they are these days. Um, there's so many awesome resources that are free or super affordable online nowadays so people get started and learn really quickly and I think that's awesome. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of finding the time to do something you like. I remember, I think it might have been um, Michelle Romano who said this, she had a nice talk at uh, Waterloo, uh, she came in mm-hmm. for the engineers. Um, she mentioned that if you, that you always can find time to do something you enjoy, she talked about working on her startup at 2am in the morning, and I'm not saying you should stay up till 2am, but if this is something you really enjoy, and something you're passionate about, um, you can always find time in a sense. So that's one of the challenges I'm working on, you could say.
2: All right. And then to just go back a little bit, you mentioned how you started coding when you were in elementary school. That is really early, like even comparing with basically I have friends. (laughs) Yeah, basically everyone like they usually start um, around junior high or high school. So do you mind sharing with us why you started so early and who motivated you to start working on like coding? That
1: kind of- um, I guess I, I guess I'll start by clarifying. Um, my school was uh, K to eight, so our like elementary school. We didn't do a middle school part. So um, I started maybe around grade uh, seven to eight. So if that's um, more middle school, just to clarify, not like not when I was like grade three or anything. Um, <laughs> so more towards uh, like when I was getting into high school. Um, just before that, I really got into it um in terms of what motivated me um i think it was once i started to see what i could do um i think i started just by wanting to build like a simple website to show something um and i left my code recently from like those days it was so messy it was like like really bad like design and bad code um but i found like some code snippets online and like tried to understand a couple things and threw together something that barely worked but i saw that i could build something cool and i saw that like there's some potential here and I got just got to write like the right thing and I can make anything come out on the other side Um, and that was my big motivation. I know um, some people have like parents that do this or uh, know people or like have uh, teachers or professors that do this kind of thing and are really huge motivations. Um, For me, a lot of that motivation came from myself and just being able to see what I can do with it.
2: I see. So how, um, how did you learn? throughout the throughout the way without like much help from um, other people.
1: Yeah, um, more recently, it's good to be at Waterloo in programs like CS where everyone knows all kinds of cool things and there's so many amazing opportunities to learn. Um, starting in like grade seven or eight, obviously there was like virtually no one else that had this kind of thing going on. Um, so it was really like just searching things on Google, like um, literally learning online things like, um, W3 schools, reading like basic documentation like that, and spending a lot of time on Stack Overflow, mm.
0: um,
1: literally just, um, and I think that's maybe part of the reason my code was like so messy and so like poorly put together from all these years ago, um, but I've definitely come a long way, but yeah, a lot of that learning was just finding resources online, finding whatever I can find to kind of build what I'm looking to build.
2: Mm. very that's cool. cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, since like um, people who code, hackathon is a great way for them to showcase their projects as well as their skills. So, if you were to attend a hackathon, like what advice would you give? Like what strategies would you use? You know, to um, well, I assume that you have attended a couple and now like have organized one. Like what kind of strategy would you use to maximize the efficiency? as well as the performance of the final product?
1: Yeah, um, I have lots of hackathon advice. Um, I guess I can connect as well to the previous question as well. A hackathon's a really awesome opportunity to learn. Um, the hackathons I've attended, I've learned a ton from all my team members who bring in all kinds of skills, even in things like design. I learned how to build a voice app. I learned how to use uh, things like Node.js. Like these are kinds of skills that are um, programming languages and skills that are common nowadays that I picked up because my team member knew it the technology that we use in our project. So hackathon is an awesome way to learn from the workshops, from your team members, from other peers. Um, so I guess one of my big pieces of advice um, is that a hackathon is, yes, technically a, a competition in a sense, but you can go in with like looking at like a competition, but don't forget about everything else that exists in hackathon. Workshops are amazing opportunities to learn, we hosted office hours to connect with all kinds of employers that are looking to hire the kinds of people that go to hackathons. Um, We had sessions you could sit down chat with recruiters, Um, Capital One for example had some of their uh, recruiters there to have a good opportunity to talk with them. That could easily turn into a good connection, a good network that might one day turn into an interview that might turn into a co-op. So there's lots of other opportunities like that. We had activities, we had prizes, we had lots of fun ways, we had networking, we had topic chats, there's so many other things going on beside the competition and I think a lot of people come to a hackathon and just try to win so hard that they forget about all the other amazing opportunities going on and all the other ways they can have fun and get a lot of value out of the event. Um, In terms of creating a really good final product, um, I'd say what you want to do for a hackathon, it's very much a proof of concept, You're um, you're not building a production app, you're not building something that's going to be used by hundreds of thousands of users. You're building something that has to work for one demo and really show ingenuity. Um, so it's almost more important to have a good idea and a good pitch, something that's meaningful and like appeals to the judges, a really cool idea, something that's something that's yeah, really something really awesome. You wanna you're really proud of as opposed to putting that into a working program that covers everything. It's not a bad idea to have. Some of the most successful teams have a good idea. Um, And then a program that showcases most of the features um, mostly well, something that ideally doesn't crash, um, but something that showcases kind of what they're going for. Um, And then a slide that just says, here are our next steps. Here's what we want to do to bring, to really bring this idea to fruition. Um, Yeah, so I think more than trying to create a strong final product is having a good idea and understanding what your next steps are and trying to demonstrate that idea as best as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense and it's kind of interesting to see like from your perspective what would you do. Yeah, I think your advice will be beneficial to a lot of like hackathon beginner like me. Um, yeah, thank you. And also like what kinds of future development or technology do you see? for uh for coding or building an apps like what kind of technologies you see emerging in your field that will make this whole process of creating an app or a project easier for people who code
1: yeah um there's a lot of things that are changing really quickly Um, it's it's always hard to kind of predict the future in a sense Um, there's a lot of technologies out there that are going to change the game in a sense i know there's a lot of buzzwords people Uh, talk about things like big big data, 5G, IoT, things like that. Um, Those have a lot of potential and if you can showcase a practical idea using a cool technology, um, that's something that can really shine. Um, But as well, just smaller things like no-code solutions. Um, When I competed in TOAX 2019, we built one part of our project, the part that we won for actually, was a voice app we built. And we built that um, in a platform that doesn't require any coding experience, it's just drag and drop blocks. And that's actually what ended up winning that challenge for the hackathon. Um, So there's a lot of no-code solutions. It's, we're kind of moving away from having to spend hours and hours and hours writing code into lots of ways to things like uh, Figma and Proto.io to be able to, a demonstration of something really quickly and showcase your idea um, without having to spend a lot of time building this like complicated app in a programming language you might not be super familiar with so that's kind of changing the game for hackathons in a sense
0: mm, very
2: nice mm-hmm. so uh to wrap up this conversation like what what advice would you give to beginners let's say people in other majors that don't really have the time, have like a large amount of time to code, or just for people who are interested in coding?
1: Yeah, Yeah. um, in to be specific to a hackathon, I'd say, um, and this was something I talked with a lot of participants uh, recently for hacks. a lot of people were nervous going in that they have no programming experience and they don't know like how this is going to go. The benefit of a hackathon is there's lots of other people that have a lot of programming experience, and usually the winning teams aren't four or five people that all are really good coders. There are usually a couple people that have programming skills and a couple people that are good at design or good at making a pitch or good at coming up with ideas or maybe they have some other random skill or some passion. Uh, if we're talking about like that, a mental health app, for example, someone on your team member could have some science or biology or psychology degree that has no coding experience whatsoever, but that can make your app like super stand out. Um, So being a beginner isn't necessarily a disadvantage in a hackathon, if anything being able to bring other perspectives in can be a huge advantage. Um, For a beginner in general, I'd say don't be afraid to get started and don't be afraid to just try things. Um, A lot of people want to learn how to code just to learn how to code just because it's a skill people need to know how to do. Um, And I guess my personal opinion on that is that if you take that approach it's easy to kind of Burn out and feel uh, unmotivated because you're just trying to learn this impossible skill for just the reason of just knowing it. And a lot of for a lot of people, that's it's kind of unmotivating when you get to see how uh, challenging it can be to learn this. But if you find a project you're interested in or some kind of solution, some kind of problem you want to tackle, um, and start to learn the skills you need to actually tackle that, use the problem you see to motivate you. Um, if we want to use like quarantine mental health as an example. If that's something you see as a huge problem and you wanna find a solution to it and you see maybe a website or an app is gonna be that solution, now you really have something to motivate you to learn. And with that, it's it's a lot easier to pick up the skills and you'll have a lot more motivation uh, when you hit a bottleneck or a challenge, instead of feeling like, oh, this isn't for me or this isn't my kind of thing, you can be motivated by the goals you wanna reach and that'll help you uh, learn a lot better.
0: Thank you. All those words are very um, very beneficial for beginners and it's eye-opening how um, people from different skills, not maybe not necessarily having the experience of coding could come together and build something and yeah um, thank you for your time it's really amazing to hear you talk about your coding experiences and uh, your journey of how um, This passion for coding evolved into something great today, and all the best with your future position as well as your project going on. Well, stay healthy in quarantine. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure speaking with you guys.